Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Um, how, hope everyone's doing well and trying to stay safe with the COVID-19 that's going on, aka coronavirus, aka Corona Jenkins. This bitch is really causing havoc, y'all. And so I really want to talk about everything that's going on in the world right now and re- um, as it relates to um, with the coronavirus. And on top of that, talk about things that we are distracted from because of the coronavirus. And just so we're clear, when I say distractions, I'm not saying it as though the coronavirus isn't a real thing. I, I understand it's, it's, it's real. It's been labeled a pandemic. I get it. But there are a lot of things that are going on in this world right now that we are distracted from because of the coronavirus. So I kind of want to talk about the coronavirus, but then bring attention to a lot of the things that we are ignoring because we are so focused on the coronavirus. It seems as though, you know, we have the attention span of gnats as a country. You know, we focus on one shiny thing at a time and forget everything else. And so we're not doing that today on Daryl's Daring Thoughts. We're going to talk about everything and things that we need to start paying attention to, things that we never thought to pay attention to, that we need to pay attention to now. And let's get into some stuff. So, are y'all scared yet? Because I have to admit, I'm a little, I'm getting there. I was one of the people on Facebook, like, shut up, y'all. Do, you know, leave me alone. Don't tell me to stay in the house. But I literally stayed in the house all day yesterday. (laughs) Like, I don't want nobody. Don't fucking touch me. And I think it's not because I'm afraid, but I think everyone else's fears are starting to rub off on me. And I'm trying my hardest to ignore everyone's fear. I mean, ignore it. And But it's hard. Like, you really can't go anywhere. Like, I'm telling you guys right now, there's um, a roll of toilet tissue sitting right here. And I was going to ask them, like, how did you guys get that toilet paper? Because you can't, buy to- you can't even buy toilet paper right now, which makes no sense unless you're putting toilet paper under your door because you're trying to get not let corona creep through your damn house that's not how this works so why are you buying so much goddamn toilet paper like it makes no sense but this is what happens when we're in a panic you know we buy toilet paper we buy vienna sausages we buy frozen pizzas we buy hot dogs and bologna y'all buy meat that y'all don't even eat like vegans are buying bologna like it just makes no sense like y'all buying shit that y'all don't even eat because we're just going crazy right now everybody's buying all the water instead of buying the water filter thing that you could put on the faucet in your house as if you know the tap water it has coronavirus in it now like we are really being stupid and i understand i completely get it the government is telling us one thing cdc's telling us one thing you know um the media is telling us one thing and then you got the people next to you telling you something different. So people are like, I don't know what to believe. So I'm just finna buy every damn thing. I'm finna buy 13 gallons of milk that's going to expire in a week. I don't know. I'm just finna buy everything. I get it. But we need to calm down just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's serious. But there's a way to be cautious and not. And there's a difference between being cautious and being paranoid. And I think that washing your doing stuff that we should have been doing, washing your hands, is extremely important but i think now 
people are doing more of washing your hands when you enter and exit places, which we probably weren't doing as frequently. You know, you washed your hands when you left the house, you walk to your car, you go to work, you sit at your desk, you type in, and you probably won't wash your hands again until you then go to the bathroom. Now it's being more like as soon as you enter that building, go wash your hands. You know, and I think that it's that's something that's okay. I understand people forget, but you know, washing your hands and you know, then go digging your ass and then go shake somebody's hand or pluck a booger out your nose and then go shake somebody's hand. That's some shit you shouldn't have been doing anyway. And you're nasty. So definitely pay attention to that. Definitely drink more water. Definitely take vitamins because the vitamin section is still fully stocked people. So yes, cautious is important. Paranoia is not. So that's what we're going to be diving in and just doing some little updates about what I have experienced um here in Chicago with the coronavirus and the the hysteria that's going on. Um a lot of my um a lot of you know that Chicago has Broadway. Broadway is completely dark. There are no shows right now. Um I'm currently in a show right now rehearsing and we had a conversation a couple of days ago about canceling the show now it's a very small cast it's only like eight or nine people in our cast but our biggest issue is that one of our cast members is like 76 years old so she's at a higher risk of getting you know this um, virus and not being able to fully recover from it so we were more concerned about her and uh, the other older people that's a part of the production team and things like that so we had a conversation we decided that we're going to keep going we're going to keep pressing forward. We're not going to stop unless, you know, the governor says shut everything down and unless this gets worse and our show doesn't go up until the end of April. So we didn't really want to stop things now because in the next three weeks, we don't know what is going to happen. So we're just being really cautious and we're not really touching each other during rehearsal. So we're doing the best we can. But I, a lot of my friends, their shows have been canceled. You know, even theaters, at first the governor was like, if it's an event where it's 250 people or more, I recommend that you cancel it, shut it down, yada, yada. My friend's show was canceled yesterday and her venue only seats like 60 people. So I think people are just so scared. They're just canceling everything. And it sucks, especially for these artists. Um, it sucks for bartenders. It sucks for waitresses. It sucks for those people who are dependent on that income. You know, I'm also a part-time Uber driver and I have not Ubered. I have not Ubered. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to Uber, especially if I went to the airport. I ain't taking nobody to no damn airport. Um, I'll take somebody to the airport, but I'm not picking nobody up from the airport. I'm sorry. But it's just, it's, it's, it's just really scary times right now it's like you just don't know and I see people still out there living their lives and still going to parties and I I understand that but I'm just choosing not to I'm a, I'm choosing to only go around people that I personally know and know that they won't they'll tell me if they're sick or they won't put me in a position to where I can get sick I'm choosing to only surround myself with people I know. I'm not going to no party where I don't know you, your mama, your cousin, what they doing, where they've been to Italy. I'm not. I'm choosing not to go around those type of crowds. I didn't go to a gender reveal yesterday, and I it was my best friend's gender reveal, and she was mad. But I said I don't know these people. 
you had like seven, almost 60 people in your house. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'll watch it on Snapchat. And that's what I did. And she's having a boy. I'm so happy for her. Um, so, you know, people are self-quarantining themselves. My job is still open. Um, they're telling people to use PTO if you can, stay at home, don't, you know, work from home if possible. Um, jobs are now uh, giving people paid leave. I have a friend whose job stopped, like told him don't come back to like April 15th, but they're paying him the whole time, which is a blessing for him, but everyone doesn't have that luxury. So it's a lot of crazy things going on. And I think it's a crazy time to live in right now. They've canceled Coachella to October or something like that. Like Coachella is a summer event. Like no one's going to go to Coachella, you know, during the summer. Um, Fast and Furious, they postponed that to like September 2021. I'm like, okay, so you waiting a whole year. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know why. Um, The Quiet Place 2, which is like one of my favorite movies that's supposed to have been coming out in April, they've postponed it and they didn't even give a date. They said it's postponed indefinitely. I said, okay. So I think what's scary to people is that they try to not take it serious or they try to be cautious. But when you hear certain things like the NBA is canceled, no NBA sports you know, baseball isn't even here yet, but they've already canceled stuff. Hockey canceled. Football. It's like, okay, you're telling me to be cautious and not be paranoid, but y'all canceling stuff that ain't even happening yet. So that's, I think, why people are really losing their mind and buying all damn toilet paper and, you know, and just, you know, going crazy. But I want people to understand that in the midst of the paranoia with the government that we have, Everything is always a distraction. Now, one thing I want to say real quick, and I personally, my personal opinion of the coronavirus, I think it's been in, I honestly think it's been in the United States since the flu season started. I do not think that this shit just got here. Um, in the words of Cardi B, um, I don't understand how Corona was in Yoho, China, and now the bitch is on tour everywhere. That shit was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> when she did that on, that was hilarious. When she did that on Instagram, <laughs> coronavirus. That shit was funny. But anyways, I truly think it's been here. <laughs> I think it's been here since the flu season, and I'll tell you why. I had a friend who was sick in December, um, November, December. She was sick for like a month. Same symptoms. And no one could tell her what was going on with her. She just, it eventually passed. My brother-in-law in January, beginning of January, he, like, his respiratory, he had respiratory issues. He was, you know, it was, they tested him for the flu. They said it's not the flu. And this was, like, early January in Minnesota. And they had to even put him on the machine to help him breathe. And we, it was not looking good for my brother-in-law. And he he got better, but they could not tell him what it was. So then in February, I was sick and I was sick. I was very sick. Now, I had a really bad cough, but I was drinking a lot of fluids. And then, you know, not to get grocery guys out or anything, but it then turned into a severe case of 
diarrhea and stomach pains. And, you know, sorry if this is TMI, but I'm trying to get the point across. My diarrhea was a color that it should not have been. It was a color that it only should have been if I had a lot of vegetables or if I had a virus in me. So they did say one thing about the coronavirus that it, it lingers in your throat and you're coughing, yada, yada, and they encourage you to drink a lot of fluids so that if it goes through to your digestive system, it's easier to fight it than if it jumps into your lungs and it becomes respiratory. So I ain't gonna lie. I I I pre I, I really think I had a taste of it. I'm not going to lie. In February, early February, because the doctor tested me for the flu, came back negative. So it's very interesting to for them to truly think that this started in China and now it's everywhere. Eight everybody was not in China. Everybody did not travel to China. Everybody don't know nobody to travel to China. Half these damn people they ain't got no passports. So I refuse to believe that this started just from China. I do believe, in my opinion, it has been here since the flu season started. Just my opinion. I'm just gonna throw that out there. But I do want to talk about a couple of things that I think we need to pay more attention to because I do believe that the coronavirus is real and is important, but there are so many things we can, we can pay attention to multiple things. We don't have to be solely focused on one particular thing and that gets all our attention. We can focus on the coronavirus and being safe and not lose, um, not lose our way in understanding other things that are going on in the world right now. Like, for instance, Flint, Michigan still does not have clean water, people. Now, for those of you who don't know what it, what happened in Flint, Michigan, I'm not going to give you a history lesson. There are some plenty of things for you to look up that has to do with the Flint, Michigan water crisis. But it did start in 2014 when a lot of residents started knowing started started noticing that there was something wrong with their water. It turns out that there was lead. And their water, the government was not filtering the water correctly. It was a, people got sick. Um, a lot of the people, um, in the communities started, um, you know, getting, I um, was having the water was smelling bad. It was discolored. It had an awful taste in it. And then a lot of the people were getting sick and people died. Um, a lot of people started having, um, you know, stomach pains and it seems like in the government and everyone in Detroit that are in, a, um, well, in Flint, Michigan, a lot of those people were just ignoring it and did not care about what was going on. And it was, and Flint is one of the poorest communities, um, in Michigan. And they truly believe that it was being, they were being ignored. About 40% of all of the homes in Flint had the lead had the lead in their water and so their supply of water really stopped because they you know told they started telling people you can't drink this water don't do it anymore and um when they went back years later to test the water again to tell people is it safe to drink it now or things like that the tests still did not come back where it should have been, but they still had experts saying, oh, it's, it's, it's safer now than it was. So, yeah, drink it. Just because it's safer now doesn't mean that it's still safe to drink it. So people are still 
fighting to this day to get Flint, Michigan, some clean water. And yet no one is talking about it. We, we've stopped talking about Flint, Michigan's water crisis and it's constantly being tested. And they are saying people who don't, who, who, who care more about losing a damn job and their integrity are saying, no, I'm not going to tell you it's safe to drink it because I don't believe it is. And these numbers are not showing that it's safe to drink it. Is it safer than where it was? Yes, but that doesn't mean it still isn't lead in this water and the pipes still have the lead um the lead in them so if it's if if you guys if there's a really good movie um i think it was aaron brockovich with um julia roberts that kind of touched on this but not with flint it was a whole nother movie she won an oscar for one of her greatest movies about how these companies were poisoning these kids i mean people got cancer from the water and how they really were hiding it like people are suing some of these higher ups um, that were a part of this Flint, Michigan crisis, they're being sued for millions of dollars due to people's medical bills and how they just ignored this. And those cases are going on right now. So I truly encourage everyone to not take focus off of that. If you know want to go donate to Flint, Michigan water crises, there are definitely ways to, you know, donate to these organizations and you know follow them because I don't want us to forget that since 2014 they have just been fighting just to have clean water in their neighborhood and you know we're you know we're talking about the coronavirus and things like that which is important but your water is fine you know our water is fine these people have no water on top of now they're also dealing with the coronavirus so Again, we need to be keeping our eyes open to everything that's going on because it's easy it's easy to ignore it. Okay? Um the next thing I really want to talk about is something else that really triggers me is and that are that's the the border crisis with the children at the border. I think that, you know, because we haven't really been hearing about you know, the border crisis, crises and, you know, the kids locked in the cages and these um detention centers that the kids were staying at. Again, just because we don't hear about it, it doesn't mean that it's not going on. But like I said earlier, we sometimes have the attention span of some gnats. And if it's not in our face, we don't know about it or we, we, we forget about it. And I think that with Jennifer Lopez, what she did at the Super Bowl, uh, which I just have to say was one of the greatest Super Bowl performances I've ever seen. I don't care if you liked it or not. I'm saying what I liked. Her and Shakira did an amazing job with incorporating so many styles of dancing and so many styles of music and that they, they, they really touched everything. And I appreciate that. But one of the greatest moments that I think a lot of people overlooked was when Jennifer Lopez's daughter started singing and she was in a cage and a lot of the children were in cages on that stage and they came out and it was a quick moment but if you understood what that meant she was explaining that kids are still being held in cages at the borders right now and no one is talking about it anymore and I think yet everyone took away from that performance oh she was too sexy 
you know, she did. She had a pole. She was dancing on the pole. But no one's talking about the fact that kids are still in cages. And so I want that to be something. I want that to be something that we still talk about about this crisis at the Mexican border. You know, Trump is still Trump is trying, still trying to get sixty something billion dollars for this wall. You know that will never fucking happen because you cannot build a wall at the border because there it structurally is impossible <sighs> it's structurally impossible there he would have to go to court for the people who own the land he will try most likely he will try to buy them out or bully them out of giving up their land but no you can't that land belongs to people it's not just his to take so i think people just need to keep their eyes open like these kids are dying and you know we have to listen over 64 immigrants were deported last year i'm okay with that barack obama deported more people than that i'm fine with that but 76,000 immigrants that came to the border last year were unaccompanied minors 76,000 which is a 52% increase than there was in 2018 so just imagine if you want if you just want to imagine something just imagine you're in a car at a red light and all these damn kids are walking across the street and you're looking like what well, damn where are the adults with these these little kids and you don't see them that's kind of how this was 76,000 kids were at these borders without an, without a parent Various things can be contributed to that. You know, they were fleeing. The, you know, they were refugees fleeing. You know, they were running away from wherever they was. Their parents couldn't come with them. They they sent, you know, the parents trusted them to go and, you know, make a better life for themselves. And that has to be scary for those children. You know, some of them, some of it was sex trafficking. And I understand that. And that's something that he did stop. And He's trying. He was trying to stop, but let's be real. That wasn't his basis of why he did this. But it was something that you know was stopped, stopped in the process. But we have to understand that's a lot of children, and what they do, what did they do with them? They put them in detention centers, or they had them in you know those cages. I call them concentration camps because that's what it looked like. For anyone who knew about the what happened, you know, to the Jews. I truly believe that those were concentration camps because they were just cages. They were concrete. They had no bed. They barely had food. They were sick. Um, six of those children died in federal custody. No one died in custody when Obama was deporting um, people and he didn't separate families. He didn't separate any immigrants' families. If they came with their children, they were kept with their children. This man separated um, families and then could not put people back with the right families because he didn't know who he separated them from and he didn't have a good system so people were actually kids and adults were not able to reunite with their actual children because he didn't know where they were so there's a lot of things that happened with this um with this border situation that i want us to really pay attention to um you know there's no number available now. It's so funny. I went to look online. Well, how many kids are, you know, still in at the at these cages or in these borders or in these detention centers? And there's nothing for me to look up. 
I can't find the location to the detention centers anymore. I don't know where anything is. The only thing I was able to find is that miles away from the last detention center, there are detention centers that are actually in Mexico that are holding people. Which is curious to me, like, why is Mexico holding people? So that's something we could be thinking about. You know, we haven't heard much from Mexican government about this in a while. Is Did Trump work out some agreement with them to where they can hold these detention centers further away from where the press can get to them, where, you know, certain people can't get to them? You know, I don't call, I don't think I'm being paranoid with, with thinking about this, but it's kind of interesting that you had 70 something thousand kids being held in cages and now all of a sudden no one's talking about them. Where are those damn kids? What happened to them? So again, that's another distraction that I think we need to not be distracted from because, you know, this immigration thing is really coming up. It's a really big thing in this current election that we're going through. And I think we need to be diligent in knowing what's going on with the people at the borders. Um, something else I wanted to talk about, actually a couple more things. I saw something on Instagram that was very interesting that actually basically it was basically talking about what my topic was going to be today about distractions and things. And it's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. One thing is for those of you who do not know, Congress is attempting to pass a law that will effective that, that will effectively end the um encryption on communications platforms so that's one thing um a second person was cured of hiv in the uk no that that's he- hello what they using you know things like that um another thing these this this is basically my um did you know this segment of the show hey did you know that's what's going to be hey did you know also um, a new dinosaur the size of a hummingbird was found. I think that that's cool. We don't talk about things like this. Um, we all know Harvey Weinstein was found guilty. You know, holla freaking hallelujah. He may be, he's going to be in jail for the rest of his damn life. He also has to go to L.A. now and be facing trial there on those charges. While he's serving his time for what happened in New York, he's going to be in jail. And then L.A. is going to try him. This man's not going to see the light of day and he's not a, he's, he's, he's too much of a punk to kill himself. So he's just going to be in jail for the rest of his life. So justice has been served about that. We need to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, we also need to talk about the plague, yes, the plague of, um, of locusts, um, that has happened, that's tearing through Africa. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if some frogs start jumping in and out my bed, I'm really going to think I missed the rapture and I'm going to be passing on the flow crying to the Lord because locusts, coronavirus, you know, something else happened on, what was it on, on, we had Friday the 13th, we had the coronavirus, mercury and retrograde. I said, okay, yes, let me get my life right because I'm not missing this damn rapture. I said, let me have all the sex I can now because something about to happen. Um, another thing that has happened, two Americans and one British one British soldier were, were killed in Iraq. Um, the U.S. is currently responding with massive airstrikes, and we're not talking about that. But 
no one's noticing how low gas prices are right now. Gas is extremely low. Y'all, gas when gas is low, it's for a reason. When gas is extremely high, it's for a reason. Ain't, they not just being nice to us. Why the hell do you think they would be nice to us right now while we're going through a crisis? If anything, gas would be high right now because they know people trying to get to shit. It's extremely low right now, but this is why we're we're in a whole war right now with um Iraq, and no one is talking about it. No one is talking about it, and um uh, Russia. Oh, this is my favorite. I don't know if y'all noticed, Russia been quiet as hell through this whole um pandemic that we're going through with the coronavirus russia has been quiet as hell russia also has fewer cases too but russia has been very quiet lately you want to know why well did you know that russia just passed a a new reform which allows putin the current quote-unquote president dictator of russia he is going to be able to be president until 2036 now, of course, they don't really have a, um, they have a dictatorship over there. They don't have what we have a democracy here, but he is the worst. He is like really one of the worst people in, on the planet. You know, he kills, like he just outright kills people and murders people. And, you know, he murders gays. He, he, like, he is like a really bad person. Again, they also interfered in our last presidential election, and there is proof now they are currently still interfering in our election right now, but he is allowed to be president until 2036, which we don't, he does not need to be president over there until 2036. He, his goal is to always destroy us. Like, he's not a good person, regardless of what Trump says. Putin is not a good person, but we're not talking about that. Um, also, that whole damn thing with the air, the, the asteroid that flew right by um, Earth that almost hit us. See, it's just it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much going on. But we just focusing on, you know, this thing that's going on. Um, like I said, the oil price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. You know, if whatever happens between Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia and Russia with their oil, oil prices, it's going to affect us. But. Yeah, those are just certain things, like quick things that we need to be paying attention to. I also want us to talk about certain things about Donald Trump and things that are going on right now. We know that Congress, this weekend, Congress just passed a bill that is going to, you know, it's like um, it's going to help people that are off work and things like that because of the coronavirus and, you know, pay them work from home. There are different things like that. And so the Senate has to approve that on uh, Monday. So we'll see how that goes. There's a $4.7 trillion budget proposal, which is going to help aid people um, for food, um, education, and health care um, that Trump wants to cut. And that's $4.7 trillion that he wants to cut. And then... He also wants to cut $845 billion from Medicare. Everyone, we all know someone, you know, of the elderly that is on Medicare. $845 billion from Medicare in the next 10 years. He wants that to go to his wall. 
Um, there's also the national emergency for the border wall, which I already talked about, which is $8.6 trillion. He He made the border wall a national emergency. Presidents normally use a national emergency for, like, real emergencies like hello the coronavirus is a national emergency and it took plenty of people to try to convince him to even make it an emergency but no he wants 8.6 trillion dollars to go to his wall and that's in his mind a national emergency also in the midst of that he's increasing the defense bill to seven by 750 billion dollars now I don't understand because he 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 ran his whole campaign on bringing our troops home, bringing our troops home. That's the important thing, you know. Crooked Hillary and the Dem Dems just want us to stay at war. They just want us to stay at war. I'm going to bring our troops home. Are you? Because if you're going to bring our troops home, why are you wanting to increase the uh, military defense budget to seven hundred and fifty billion dollars? Do you know what seven hundred fifty billion dollars can give us? We can get, you know, Medicare for all. We can get, you know, um, uh, uh, different aid to a lot of different um, places. You know, we can do, you know, the college things that they want to do. Um, you, there's, you know, it's so funny talking about this because I don't like Bernie Sanders at all. A lot of people know that I do not like Bernie Sanders. But being in this crisis has made me think about Bernie Sanders policies a little bit more and I you know was like no I don't believe in Medicare for all I think we should do this I don't believe in this and this and this but being in this situation that we're going through right now with this pandemic and knowing that the testing kits are not out to everyone you know they were battling with insurance companies on co-pays and what they should do when it comes to getting people tested for the coronavirus like they were really going back and forth because they were going to charge people you know what their co-pays and stuff were and a lot of people were like how dare you charge people to get tested for something that we don't know anything about and so a lot of the hold up for getting everyone the testing kits had a lot to do with the insurance companies. And I was just sitting back thinking, wow, if we had Medicare for all, we wouldn't be going through this right now. And it just made me think a little bit more with, you know, Bernie Sanders. I really don't, I still don't like him, but it made me think about his policies and how they actually do make sense. You know, $750 billion to the, to the uh, military, $750 billion will be is more than enough that Bernie Sanders is proposing for everyone to get Medicare for all. Um, So it's just things like that that just make me think. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I haven't voted yet. Um, Voting is um on Tuesday, the 17th. Um, By the time you guys hear this episode, I've already um I would just now have voted. I am still now in this moment, not sure who I'm voting for. I was for Joe Biden at for Joe Biden at first, but seeing how there's so many people right now not able to work because they don't know, you know, companies don't have paid sick leave. And that's one thing Bernie Sanders has been fighting for is paid sick leave for everyone. He's been fighting for, you know, um, Trump just Trump just did the whole thing with student loans not charging interest during this crisis. Bernie Sanders has been fighting for 
student loan forgiveness. So it's it's really interesting, and I encourage you guys to pay attention to the debate, the debates, and things that are going on. The debate is actually going on today um, while we're recording this, and just think about it. You know, with the coronavirus, the one thing I've noticed is that this is the one thing that has happened in this country where you can't get out of it if you're too rich. You can't get out of it if you're the elite in this country. You can't. It's not a poor thing. It's not a rich person thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. There's no cure for this. So you are infected regardless of who you are. And I think that's the first time we have been at a, the same level playing field of where what class you are in this country you know people have said before you know if you're rich you get you know you can get diabetes medicine you know fast or whatever the case is there's no cure for this it's really just you know the social socially distancing yourself and doing this and doing that and avoiding this and avoiding that and your money can't fix this so i think that the funny thing of seeing everyone now trying to be on the same page with getting people aid, getting people payroll deduction taxes, and, you know, people telling, you know, phone companies don't, you know, charge people this or don't cancel people, don't charge people mortgages. It's just so funny how everyone is on the same page because it's affecting everyone and it's just not affecting the poor. I think that's very interesting. And this is what Bernie Sanders wants. And so... I just thought that that was very interesting. And I think that that's something we have to look into and think about going forward when we are trying to um, decide on what's best for the country. We sometimes focus our views on what is going to affect my family. How is this going to affect me? And I think that now that we are all a part of something that is affecting all of us, we look at it differently. Um, I just want to um, talk about two more things um, that um, we need to be aware of with um, Donald Trump. And the one thing that I wanted I wanted to talk about was the um, the Social Security cuts. And he wants to do twenty five billion dollars in cuts to Social Security for over 10 years. Now, Social Security and Disability Insurance. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm 33 years old and I was already told that by the time I get older and I need Social Security, it ain't going to be there for me. And this is why millennials are going freaking crazy because we're in so much debt with student loans and this and this and this. And then we're not going to have Medicare. We're not going to have anything when we get of age of needing it. So my point to everyone is let's open our eyes and use our peripheral vision. And with our peripheral vision, we can focus on the coronavirus. We can focus on Flint not having water. We can focus on the fact that George Zimmerman's ass is still out of jail. We can focus on the fact that we have a primary coming up. We can focus on the fact that we have a general election coming up. We can focus on the fact that Russia is over there plotting, doing some shit. We can focus on the fact that we are in war with Iraq right now. There are so many things we can focus on to where we still pay attention because I guarantee you this, when America, America always gets defeated in some avenue when we are chaotic about something and not focusing on something else. You hear from me first. 
there's somebody out there that is really planning an attack on us and waiting for us to be weak and not thinking about everything and when you're so chaotic and so panicky you forget something it's just like when we're rushing out the house in the morning because we're running late to work you always leave something at home you left your coffee at home you left your keys you left your phone you left something at home because you're rushing panicking I don't want us to get so distracted and so focused on one thing that we are so panicking and that we leave an opening for something worse to happen to us or something that we ignore that it's too late to fix. So yes, stay cautious, but let's not be paranoid. But what I want you to be paranoid on is listening to all my episodes on Daryl's Daring Thoughts. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. I truly appreciate you. Until next time.